Hello, my name is Jack O'Brien. I'm in advanced broadcasting, and I'm going to be reading Playing with Fire by Owen Foster. It's on the westottoman.com. Right. The neighbors were taken last week. You don't know if a neighbor ratted them out or if they're being targeted for their jobs. Opinions are not allowed, and if you oppose the government, you will suffer. Those living under a fascist regime are controlled by fear. Fear of being persecuted, fear of saying the wrong thing, having an opinion that could get you killed, or worse, those you care about. The propaganda and national leaders continually say the nation is united, yet you feel like everyone is in conflict. Fear hangs over your head like a guillotine. You dread the knock on the door in the dead of night, the sudden crashing of a window as your house is stormed by darkly clothed figures. Your family will never know what happened to you. No contact, no knowledge of your health, you just disappeared. This reality has been replayed in countries around the world. Europe in the 1930s and 1940s was rampant with fascist leaders and nations. Names like Mussolini and Hitler are instantly recognizable for the atrocities they committed. The horrors of fascism are recognizable and feared, yet the more you look, the more you see how rampant fascist ideas are and the deep connections they have in modern American politics. To see how rampant these ideas are, you must look at some of the key tenets that lead to the rise of a fascist leader. Some of the more famous ones, and ideas you may recognize in the news, are strong senses of nationalism in a political party, obsessions with protecting the country through national security, and disdain for the media. Other factors might be protection of corporations, something Trump did frequently in his president, or an obsession of crime and punishment. Trump was known for his outreach to Republican voting evangelicals, due to their proud support for him, aligned with their belief of dogma. Trump would then repeatedly denounced the Islamic religion, claiming it to be backwards and filled with terrorists. He supported Christianity as a key focus in his presidency, which couples the idea of intertwining government or religion, not to mention claims of elections being fraudulent. The 2020 election cycle is a glaring example of claims of voter fraud and unfair elections. The American House Representatives member Marjorie Taylor Greene applies one of the most famous parts of fascist ideology, the use of scapegoats for a nation's problem as a unifying cause. She consistently uses Islamophobic remarks making, claiming Muslims as terrorists and even commenting on fellow members of Congress. She went as far as saying the election of House members such as Ilhan Omar, an Islamic invasion of our government. Adolf Hitler's blaming of Jews for Germany's financial and political issues after World War II just may be one of the most infamous examples of fascist leaders' scapegoats. He wrote his book, Mein Kampf, while imprisoned in Bavaria for an attempted coup. The book highlighted his anti-Semitic views and blamed the Jewish people for Germany's problems. Using scapegoats, Hitler rallied his people around the fear for the death and tragedy of World War I and found someone for the people to put blame on for their problems. It wasn't a solution, but that created a strong nationalist base for him to draw his power from. Sound familiar? Trump rose to power in the Republican Party by using scapegoats. His most prominently used scapegoat is Mexicans and migrants in the southern border. Quote, when Mexico sends its people, they're not sending their best. They're sending people that have lots of problems, and they're bringing those problems with us. They're bringing drugs, they're bringing crime, they're bringing rapists, Trump said in his campaign announcement speech. Just for reference, Trump's iconic slogan, Make America Great Again, shares an interesting similarity to Hitler's common speech theme of Making Germany Great Again. Both leaders used the rallying cry for their bases, and both intended it as a promise. Fascism always incorporates the need for supremacy of the military. If you look at Blue Lives Matter, you see a movement around supporting law enforcement and public security. If you look deeper, you can see the underlying fascist nature that is the notion of Blue Lives Matter. 
Hitler's Schutzstaffel was a nationalized police force that was given the power to take and kill people if they did not support government ideals, or in the case of Jews, simply being Jewish. They acted as Hitler's own private military. Police departments in America are already militarized to a point where they can easily crack down on freedom of speech and other personal freedoms of American citizens. If we keep militarizing police, providing greater funding, and giving them more power, how long until America has its own SS? America is at the point where we are not complying with police can lead to death. America has what it needs to become a fascist nation. You must identify the warnings. You should be scared of how attached American politics has become to fascist ideology. You should be terrified. Various European nations have had the same warning flags as us, but failed to recognize them. We refuse to acknowledge these cautionary points time and time again. They're nothing new to the U.S. Madison Square Garden, a hub for sports in New York and a revered music venue, is packed to the brim. Arena erupts in a thunderous roar. There is no basketball game or concert. Men and women cram into the venue, some dressed in Nazi stormtrooper outfits, others with swastika armbands. In the front by the stage is a flag of George Washington hung between American and Nazi flags. Racist signs and banners hang in the arena, with some dotted hands in those of the crowd. This cannot be America, right? You are dead wrong. The year was 1939, just before the Nazi invasion of Poland that kickstarted World War II. 20,000 Americans, dressed in Nazi insignias and attire, packed Madison Square Garden, heralding fascist ideology and its rhetoric. You can look and see the rally was nearly 100 years ago. This cannot describe America today, though, right? Charlottesville, Virginia, 27. Unite the Right Rally. Thousands of racist and right-wing supporters flooded the college town of Charlottesville, Virginia. Chants of hatred against those of the Jewish face, innumerable racist remarks, and violent calls to action echoed for days. Fascist marchers screamed, you will not replace us, Jews will not replace us, valiantly touting their anti-Semitic views. Another common chant was, blood and soil, a translation from the German Nazi chant, blood and Boden. The chant was often related to Hitler's call to regain Lebensraum, living space, and expel unwanted people from German land, German land, most often Jews. The chaos ended with one counter-protester being run over by a right-wing supporter, killing them and injuring various others. January 6, 2021, Washington, D.C. Armed protesters marched on the Capitol under then-President Trump's call. They claimed the election to be fraudulent and demanded power to be handed to Trump again. You could look at what happened and draw immediate connection to the March of the Black Shirts, armed fascist supporters, in Rome in 1922 under Benito Mussolini, where he beckoned his supporters to march on the Italian capital and demand that he be installed as the country's prime minister. Under threat and violence, the King of Italy, Victor Emmanuel III, had no choice but to crumble to Mussolini. The evidence is there. The flags, the sayings, the use of power and influence to gain more power are all in play. The incorporation of the key tenets that led to fascist uprisings in Italy and Germany can be seen daily. The U.S. is dabbling in the fire starters of fascism. The ideology has what it needs to take control. If you're not afraid, it's just a matter of time.